Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, December 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. labor officials are investigating whether Apple broke the law by retaliating against a whistleblower, and there could be a new hurdle for Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. Plus, we have an inside view of J.P. Morgan, and it's not pretty. Our banking editor has the story of infighting among powerful financiers over a famous athlete's fortune. It's very rare that you see a dispute like this take place in public as this one is. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The FT reports that Apple is under investigation by U.S. labor officials. They're looking into claims that the technology giant retaliated against an employee who publicly accused Apple of a variety of workplace violations. A senior engineering program manager had been tweeting allegations of harassment, surveillance, and work safety issues. Apple fired her in September, allegedly for leaking confidential information. She said that she was dismissed under false pretext. An employment lawyer told the FT that these investigations are rare because of the use of non-disclosure agreements, and it's also rare for these disputes to be made public. It's also rare for employee battles inside a U.S. banking titan to be made public. But a spat inside J.P. Morgan Chase broke open after a top financial advisor filed for a restraining order against the bank to restrict her co-workers from engaging with her clients. The financial advisor in question manages the fortune of one of the most famous baseball personalities of all time, former Yankee slugger Alex Rodriguez, or A-Rod. Her U.S. banking editor, Josh Franklin, joins me to talk more. Hey, Josh. Hey, Mark. So, Josh, at the center of this dispute is a woman named Gwen Campbell. She's A-Rod's financial advisor, and she's the one who manages his multi-million dollar fortune. She was at Merrill Lynch about a year ago, and then J.P. Morgan lured her over. And, Josh, why don't you take take it from here? What happened really was uh, Gwen Campbell was a very high-profile financial advisor at Merrill Lynch with about $1.1 billion in client assets. J.P. Morgan was very keen to get her over to their bank, Uh, But J.P. Morgan has this slightly complicated dynamic where you have two separate businesses that do similar things. You have J.P. Morgan's private bank, which sits within its asset and wealth management division. And then you have J.P. Morgan Advisors, which sits within a separate J.P. Morgan wealth management business. And they are under separate leadership. And Gwen Campbell was joining the J.P. Morgan Advisor business. But what happened once she moved over and brought her clients with her is that the private bank began soliciting her clients. And she argued that this is in violation of her contract when she joined J.P. Morgan and is now filing for a restraining order against J.P. Morgan to stop her colleagues from doing this. All the while, she's also pursuing legal damages against J.P. Morgan. Obviously, not a great look for the bank. Um, So is this situation unique or is it part of a broader cultural issue at J.P. Morgan? Well, so in her legal filing requesting the temporary restraining order, Gwen Campbell argues that it is a pattern of behavior that's taken place for years. And certainly some of my own reporting does suggest that the relationship between J.P. Morgan advisors and J.P. Morgan's private bank is not harmonious. I've had people tell me that it feels like you're working for two separate businesses. There's very little integration between the two sides. There is also collaboration, but certainly um, there is a lot of tension that exists Uh, when you're going after similar clients and you have different business lines doing this. 
So Josh, why is this an issue at J.P. Morgan? Is there something unique about the bank that, that creates this? It's interesting. It's Part of it is just kind of the flaw of the big bank model. And with J.P. Morgan, you know, it's a, it's a bank that is the product of multiple mergers over many decades. So this is J.P. Morgan Chase as it exists today is several different banks kind of stitched together. And what's making this particularly acute right now for J.P. Morgan is really this structure where you've got these competing businesses inside the same bank goes back to the Bear Stearns acquisition that people might remember J.P. Morgan made in 2008 during the financial crisis. It was a it was really a shotgun acquisition for J.P. Morgan. They helped bail out Bear Stearns. And this kind of brought inside the bank a business that was kind of competing with a business that J.P. Morgan already had. And here we are 13 years later, and it's still never been fully integrated into J.P. Morgan. So you've kind of got this odd situation inside. But, you know, J.P. Morgan isn't the only U.S. bank to have gone through mergers. How come this isn't a problem at other Wall Street firms, or, or is it a problem at other banks? Yeah, so interestingly, you're quite right. It's not just a problem that exists at that J.P. Morgan. If you look at someone like Bank of America, which also had another kind of rushed M&A transaction during the crisis when it bought Merrill Lynch, you know, has a similar dynamic where it has a private bank, and then within Bank of America, it also has Merrill Lynch, which it's a similar dynamic as as J.P. Morgan has. Interestingly, Gwen Campbell, you know, she from that point of view, should be familiar with this kind of dynamic. She came from Merrill Lynch, where she was that for, for a number of years and built up her business there. So is, you know has experience navigating these kind of conflicts. Uh, but it seems like whatever's going on at J.P. Morgan for her seems particularly difficult. So this saga over A-Rod's millions, you know, let's go back to that for a second. How does it all end? So for J.P. Morgan and Gwen Campbell now, the end game is going to be arbitration. Uh, Gwen Campbell last week filed for arbitration proceedings against J.P. Morgan to sort this out through through mediation, and that would give her, presumably, if she wins, some kind of financial um, compensation. She argues, though, that this situation can't just be remedied through financial compensation. That's why she's seeking the restraining order. She feels like this is damaging her credibility in the industry and can cause irreparable harm to her um, her reputation. So that's something also that simultaneously is going to work its way through the courts. Joshua Franklin is our U.S. banking editor. Thank you, Josh. Thanks very much, Mark. Germany's foreign minister may have jolted energy markets yesterday. European gas futures jumped 11% after Annalena Baerbock, also leader of Germany's Green Party, said the Nord Stream 2 pipeline couldn't go ahead as planned because it doesn't comply with EU law. Nord Stream 2 is owned by Russian energy company Gazprom. It's been built to pipe gas from Russia into Germany under the Baltic Sea. Now, this is just the latest delay. Last month, Germany threw up a bureaucratic hurdle. Now, a new coalition government in Berlin has other reasons to block it as well. Here's the FT's Berlin bureau chief, Guy Chazan. The main problem is that you now have a party in the government, the Greens, who have always been opposed to Nord Stream 2 and really have said, and they campaigned on a promise basically to block it, and they now are incredibly powerful and influential in the government. I mean, they control the foreign ministry and also the economics ministry. So it's going to be difficult for them to just wave this through, uh, regardless of the um, situation in Europe with uh, rising energy prices and uh, scarcity of gas. That's the FT's Berlin bureau chief, Guy Jazan.
before we go, Harley-Davidson motorcycles are famously loud, but in the past few years, it's been making motorcycles that sound more like this. That's a Harley-Davidson electric motorcycle, and the company is now spinning off this part of the business. Harley plans to list its electric motorcycle unit on the stock market through a merger with a blank check company known as a SPAC. These financial vehicles have been popular for EV startups who want to raise cash on public markets, but Harley could face some potholes. The investor frenzy over SPACs has cooled, and so has their eagerness to plow money into shares of electric vehicle startups. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.